You're listening to the Reman Initiative. This is a short form podcast dedicated to helping guys reconnect to their faith in God and rediscover the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joe Bailey. I'm a former prodigal son, and I'm just here to bear witness to the truth that no matter what you've done, you can be restored. No matter what you've burnt to the ground, it can be rebuilt, and you can have a real, functional, conversational faith walk with the King of Kings, Jesus. Welcome to the Reman Initiative. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast and spending a few minutes of your week with me. If you happen to listen to the Easter podcast, which was episode six, you might remember me talking about the first time that I recognized that God had a specific calling for me. And that calling was based around words that started with re, rebuild, restore, reclaim, reconcile. That's where the idea for the Reman Initiative started some 30 years ago. The paths that Jesus has allowed me to walk since then were at times painful and much more purposeful than I could have imagined. There's a process that must take place in a son's life. And if he is to truly find peace and wholeness in Christ, he has to submit to that process. There is a transformation a reforming of a man that can be experienced, which not only produces life, but as Jesus said in John 10, 10, a life more abundant. He said, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. My heart's desire is to see men who are stuck in this cultural religion or have simply just abandoned any real practice of faith, experience the same eye-opening life transformation power that I've come to experience. I am not perfect by any means, but I am living proof that Jesus and his gospel can completely transform a man in ways that he himself cannot fathom. And I just want to share in an open, honest account with you, the hope that I found in God, and hope that in some of you who are listening, it'll spark a desire for that process inside yourself. For the next few weeks, I want to focus on this process of transformation and have some discussion around how this operates in a man's life. This isn't meant to be a PhD-level talk on the matter but more like a setting of the table and a wedding of the appetite. And I hope that those of you that are hearing me will begin to search these things out for yourself. In my process, God was faithful to bring some men into my life that have been fantastic teachers and mentors to me. Some of these men I will never meet face-to-face on this side of eternity. But the effect they've had on me is most certainly eternal. For me, it's been men like Dallas Willard. Craig Grishel, John Eldridge, Milton Vincent, Tim Mackey, and Dr. Michael S. Heiser. Some of these guys have been the most influential for me. What I'll be sharing with you are things that I've gleaned from these men over the past decade or so. I'm pretty sure that I have never had an original thought in my life on this subject. 
So I want to honor these men for the work that they've done for the kingdom because it is that work that has been so vital to me in my life in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Apostle Paul is teaching the believers in Corinth that this sort of transformation, which at one time was impossible, has now been made possible by the work of Jesus Christ. I love how the Passion Translation conveys this thought. It reads this way. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. Anyone. I love the openness of this opportunity. It still stuns me. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, how you were raised, what color your skin is. That transformation that he's talking about is open to anyone. And anyone who is enfolded into Christ. In another letter, Paul speaks about our life that's hidden in Christ. Colossians 3.3, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. I can't help but think about watching my mama make cookies when I was a boy and how she had put the ingredients into a mixing bowl and then with a wooden spoon, which may have or may not have served as an instrument of discipline in another fashion. She folded all the ingredients into a wonderful mixture that, once baked, produced a little heaven on earth for me. My mama's sugar cookies are just legendary. My life is enfolded into Christ. And those whose lives are enfolded into Jesus become an entirely new creation. Now, guys, this is hard to accept sometimes. It's easy to look at yourself in the mirror or deal with those self-sabotaging thoughts that are assaulting your mind. Because when we look into the mirror or deal with our thoughts, what we see is the old man, and it seems like nothing has changed. If you listen to me long enough, you're going to hear me talk about the already but not yet tension that is found in God's kingdom here on earth. This is still a walk of faith. Hebrews 11.1 says that faith is being sure of what we hope for and being convinced of what we do not see. Hebrews 11.6 says, Now without faith, it's impossible to please him, for the one who approaches God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. While you and I may not see the change in the mirror or immediately sense the change in our hearts, the work, the new creation, has been set in motion. And when we in faith begin to pursue and live in that new creation, what has happened to us that was not at first apparent, begins to work its way out and manifest itself 
in the world around us. He said that all that is related to the old order is vanished. Romans 4.17 says that the God who makes the dead alive and summons the things that do not yet exist as though they already do. God speaks things that you and I do not see as existing right now into life. And whatever God speaks into life will be alive. Whatever God speaks into existence will exist. And that includes you and me in the new creation. Behold, he says, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself. You know, this is the part of the gospel that gets ignored just a little too much for my liking today. Men, all men of every tribe, nation, and tongue are naturally the enemies of God. We just don't like to think about that. But that's the truth. Philippians 3.18, For many live, about whom I have often told you, and now with tears I tell you that they, they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Romans 5.10, For if while we were enemies... We were reconciled to God through the death of his son. How much more, since we have been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? We were once the enemies of God. And we proudly opposed him with every waking breath. Whether we want to admit it or not, doesn't matter. That was the facts. And God who is rich in mercy, has offered us reconciliation through the sacrificial offering of His own Son, Jesus. The last part of that passage in Corinthians says, and He has given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. I often have men tell me that they wish they knew God's will for their lives. Man, what God doesn't want to know what he's here for. Now I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's will is tied to this last statement. He has given us the work of reconciling others to him. There may be a million ways to use your gifts your abilities, and your station in life in the pursuit of this mission. But if what you do isn't in pursuit of this, then you're not in alignment with your Father's heart or His will. Because this, this is why Jesus came. This is why He died. This is why God raised Him from the dead so He could be the firstborn of many sons and daughters. Romans eight twenty nine. because those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that be Jesus, that his son, Jesus, would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. You want to know your purpose in life? If you're a child of God, if you're a son of the king, your purpose is tied to the reconciling of others to your father.
Learning to walk in this new life, this new creation, is a process, and over the next few weeks, we'll discuss this process and how you can engage in it better. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope there's something that comes out of these next few these next few episodes that really challenges you and encourages you to lean deep into this reconciliation and learn how to walk in this newness of life. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favor and give you His peace. God bless, brothers. You've been listening to the Reman Initiative. For more information, check out our website at www.experienceremand.com. There's a contact page there. Why don't you take some time to drop me a note and let me know what you thought of today's show. Or maybe you've got a question you'd like for me to dive into in a future episode. Let me know about that. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, why don't you give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes? It'll help us reach other men with what is intended to be a lifeline and a message of hope. Until next week, have a great day, guys. God bless.